No Catch Up Chicago. What's up, my people? You are listening to No Catch Up Chicago. We focus on Chicago news first and everything else second. Weekly, the No Catch Up Chicago gang talks Chicago sports, culture, and avoids cornballs by any means necessary. It's done for Chicago and by Chicago. Listen up. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago, for Chicago, by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big time guest in the building, Willie Runs, face of prodigy artist, half of the face anyway. Got the stable of artists, Big Nick the Quicks in the building like usual. Man, excited to have you in here, Willie Runs. First off, big appreciation, coming in town for some family stuff. Hopped on an earlier flight so he could join us, chop it up. Showed up with the Pequods. Oh, yeah. And I don't even fuck with Pequods. It was decent, though. But I had a couple of slices. It's the best pizza in, on planet Earth. <laughs> That's that L.A. talking right there, man. He's been away from that good deep dish for a while, so we might have to put him back on. We might have to re-educate you, man. Also true. And yeah, we need to, to take him up north you. to get some Mexican. He said, yeah. he said L.A. Mexican is, is crushing Chicago's. Not a chance. And he hasn't been on Clark Street in a Not minute. Not a chance, yeah. So we got to get him. We got to take you back to the spots, man. <laughs> you, you beating at those A-grade restaurants, man. We got to take you to the dingy <laughs> spots, man, where the lights don't work. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, no doubt. Will's going to give us a little rundown. Who is Will Runzel, man? If you guys don't know, IU, Dim Mac, Steve Aoki, Dim Mac. Yeah. Started his own shit, had to get out from under that, and now he's rolling, running with Prodigy. I mean, Nightmare, Joyride, Benny Main, Slander, Whipped Cream is the Boom. new joint. You got them all. I got them all. It's God, all I was, here. I was like, I Okay. Yeah, we're here. We're here. We're here. Um, Talk to me. Give me yeah. Give me a little bit of your story and how it all came about. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'll give I'll give you like the no catch up version too because yeah. I've been like completely infatuated with sports. You know, you guys have known me for a decade and for a sure. half now and known that about me. You know, I went to college for sports telecommunication. I wanted to be on ESPN. I wanted to do shit like this. You guys are living out my dream, so yeah. that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I went to Indiana University. Uh, studied sports telecommunication, talked on the radio show, called some uh, basketball games, football games, um, ended up uh, studying abroad in Italy, uh, started doing some event stuff there, came back to Indiana. I'm going to give you guys like the super abridged version. Yeah, for sure. um, started my uh, first company when I was 22. We did um, concerts with like Big Sean, Currency, Twista, Sammy Adams, Jeremiah, um, confirmed Drake, and he tore his ACL and. 2008 on a on a stage oh, uh so that would have been his first show in the midwest so grew up on that hip-hop shit 100 percent um from there uh steve aoki offered me an internship um i moved out to los angeles five days later this was uh in april 2011 uh i started as an intern i had all this um knowledge from the previous business so uh, i ended up being the president i uh, becoming the president of dimock live when my when my internship was up um, I booked uh, like Dylan Francis, Dimitri Vegas, like Mike Zed, RL Grime, Flostradamus, all these guys. And this uh, is before they were. We're 2012. Who they are. Yeah, right. this is before. That was the first person to bring them to LA yeah. with my little shop with uh, Steve Aoki's help and um, got hired by React Presents, Chicago company, to head up their West Coast. Uh, booked like uh, Calvin Harris, Alesso, guys like that, uh, Little John, um, Drake, Nelly. Uh, Ty Dolla Sign, all the lure in Hollywood. Um, started managing my first act some, somewhere around that time. 
realized uh, pretty quickly that I couldn't do both. So uh, I, I, my buddy Chris now runs my events company. So I, I, I put that under my own LLC, kept that going, um, started the management firm. About 97% of my time is taken with Joyride, Nightmare, Slander, Whipped Cream, Benny. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what we got going on today. On the side, I, um, I write articles for Billboard, DJ Mag, uh, Control Forever, topics that range from Tentacion to Kodak Black to, you know, dance music at large to 6ix9ine. And, uh, Man, that's we're about kinda, to get to that. I'm excited to yeah, talk about that's this so, so, yeah. So, and, uh, and uh, you know, at the same time, I also pretty much read every single article um, on the Bulls and the Bears and the Chicago Tribune and the Sun-Times and the little blogs that I read. So... I feel and no catch up. I feel and, no and I watch Chicago. all the no yeah, catch up. Yeah, come things. on, G. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what's the most important <laughs> one? Yeah, no, I really <laughs> liked your guys. Uh, uh, you guys, um, your evaluation of Zach Levine put me on, like had a new perspective off for me. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, Will runs a huge no catch up Zach, Chicago huh? Chicago fan. And so Jabari talking about it. You don't got to play defense. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, anyway. we'll get to all that stuff. But yeah. as you can see, the man is well versed. Yeah. I mean, management. Booking shows, from nightlife to tour life, the whole thing is is all under is under wrap. I know the biggest in the stable right now is Nightmare. Yes, but they're all huge. They're, for the I'm most very part. proud of them. Yes, yeah, and 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 on their way moving up. Talk to me about how they all come together, how they fit. Why have those artists? Have you, I guess, wanted to represent them, and why do they catch the ear? of the dance music culture to say uh to be perfectly honest like when i signed nightmare and slander my ear wasn't really as progressed as it is now so i'll, I'll be the first one to tell you like i got lucky yeah i signed slander nightmare was their best friend they brought nightmare in we ended up signing him too and like little did you know they'd be like staples on the festival circuit um in terms of dance music brands and um when we signed Joyride, I that was my that was my favorite music. That was my favorite dance music that I had had I ever heard before. And you know he because was, of that hip hop element. Because of the hip hop element, yeah. So he had taken meetings with um, uh, Calvin Harris's manager, Steve Aoki's manager, Kanye West manager, everybody, Dexstar, Three Six Zero, Teamwork, Diplo's manager, and I think he wanted somebody, you know, that he could really work on a day-to-day -day level with we're not too big to but be give a little ever. but give a little bit like this sure. guy joyride is an interesting individual yeah he's a savant genius he's from london yeah. he's been producing music since he's nine years old he started djing when he's like 12 this is his third iteration of a music project for him so <laughs> it's not his first rodeo he knows how to do everything he's been you know he's performed in front of seventy thousand people uh in two completely different brands that he built from scratch now so um, so like him hearing Calvin Harris manager doesn't that shit didn't do anything for him. Nah, he, he knows that like, he could have Nick managing him and he'd be the biggest artist in the world. No matter. What. Hold, hold on now. What you trying to say? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so. But that's the kind of so, guy yeah, that cool. he is. So yeah, no. So the the the, the day that I, I met him in person the, for the first time, we had like Facetimed, emailed, and came to this Italian restaurant, John and Vinny's. Shout out John and Vinny's. That's, that's my spot. Yeah. And. Um, he hadn't slept in like three days. He was working on this music and he was like, he hand builds his studio and he's like a sonic genius. He edits all his videos, he directs all his music videos, writes all his music videos. He's just, he's the type of guy where if he doesn't know how to do something, he'll watch uh, a YouTube 
uh, tutorial of it on halftime or on double time with the captions on. So it's moving twice as fast, and he just reads it, absorbs it, and then like knows how to use Adobe Photoshop or speak Spanish or whatever. <laughs> what he's done, like yeah. the, the dude is is crazy. So we sat down. He was like super tired, and but like asking a lot of questions, and you know uh, his agent told him, look, he just sat down with the most powerful managers in the world. Like, don't tell him what you can do for him. Just tell him what you think of him and whatever. So sat down, told him we loved his project, and you know I told him, you know I grew up on hip hop music. I got. Biggie Smalls ready to die given to me when I was in like third grade, you know, and, and, uh, you know, Nas Ilmatic's my favorite album of all time, blah, blah, blah. And he has a song called flow. And I was like, and I was like, yo, by the way, like, I'm such a huge fan of your music. I can name every single hip hop sample. Cause I'm a hip hop head. And that was why I really dug it. Cause it was kind of the best, right. the most tasteful intersection of the two that I had ever heard. And I, and I was like, yo, I know where you got your vocal sample in the song flow from. And he was like, no, you don't, mate. And I was like, I literally was that third grader watching BET 106 in Park Freestyle Fridays in third grade by myself with my legs crossed Indian style sitting in front of the TV for an Shout hour. Out AJ and Free. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. While, while TRL was AJ on, like, yeah. you know, whatever. So I was like, I was like, yes, the, the sample in that song is Cassidy versus Murder Mook. One uh, BT Freestyle Fridays 106 in Park from 2004. Yeah, and he was like, "How the fuck did you know that, mate?" And I told him the story about right. me watching BT every day after right. school, and he was like, "Yo, these are the guys, mate. Like, come to my studio tomorrow." And his agent was like, "Dude, man, give him a day. Like, they're having this conversation in front of us." He's like, "Give him a day. You can let him know tomorrow. Sleep on it." He's like. I know what I want, mate. See you guys tomorrow at the studio. You just signed Joyride. Congratulations. And he walked off. So he, he was looking for more of that genuine feel, right? Not necessarily seduced by the Calvin he's, Harris, like Sean was talking about, things nah, like that. He, doesn't he need, wanted someone he could relate to that he knew would be he into was, what yeah. he's doing. Yes. Not just, you know, trying to make a quick buck off of him. We were the least powerful person he interviewed with yeah. by far. But he just knows he's going to change the world with anybody's help. So are you so, intimidated knowing that going into a meeting or is it whatever, man? You know, you believe in your brand. You know what you can offer. You don't care who they've talked to prior to that. I think I'm better than every single person that I just named that's more powerful than me and my business partner and my team as well. So, no, I was not scared. That's how you got to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how I think it's I think you got to be like that always with anything for sure. regardless. And I think it's interesting how. Throughout your whole journey, hip hop somehow always kind of wiggles its way back into. I drag that. I drag that shit with me. Yeah, it kind of always wiggles yeah. its way back and confirms, like you know, what you got going or helps you out to sign it in my veins, dog. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's super interesting. Joyride. I've only met him once. And yeah, and you've met him. You 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 met him a little more than me. We went out, yeah. When I went out to visit Will in L.A. a couple of years ago, and I think you were still trying to sign him at this point, or you had just signed him. I forget what it was. Yeah. And uh, we went out to dinner with him and his girl, and then we went and got ice cream, like yeah. super low key, just so, chill. So you, but like you got to vibe. Yeah, but it was like, the same thing. Will was like, "Yo, this dude's super into hip hop." So I remember we're driving home in Will's car, and we're just playing different shit. Like I'm throwing some shit on the iPad or iPod. He's throwing some shit on the iPod. Like it is what it is. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely down to earth, dude. Like. You know, afterwards, Will told me a little bit about it. I'm like, oh, wow, you would never get that impression, right? Just real cool, real humble dude, but new as shit. Seemed right. real determined. And again, man, like, yeah, just real chill. So That's what's up. Yeah. I know you said that you had Slander, Nightmare just happened to be their best friend. They all came on board, and they end up blowing up. 
What do you think is holding the the fans' ear though? Like, what about their music and what they're doing keeps that connection? Maybe like your ear, you didn't know they were going to be where they are today. But what do you think keeps them where they are right now? Like, what keeps them in the <clears throat> festival lineup? What keeps them in Las Vegas? At and we're not talking about Vegas like bullshit shows. We're talking about Hakkasan. We're talking about Encore Beach. We're talking about Excess. Yeah. You know what I mean? What what keeps them in those spots? I think the original attraction to Nightmare and and one of my one of my favorite things about this job is like the ability or the opportunity to shift culture. And I feel like we've done it twice as like insane as that sounds, but I'll explain myself. Nightmare in 2005, 2015 dropped this record called Street. Kind of, least, kind of sonically changed the face of dance music. Everybody's song started sounding like that. So he got that uh, reputation for, for being innovative. You know, once you kind of, I or you cement your niche or what you're good at after that it's just about making catchy tunes right that aren't corny that have a little bit of edge to them he's accomplished that when it comes to slander these guys whether they're writing the lyrics themselves or working with song uh, working with singer songwriters they have I've seen people girls just bawling crying while singing every word to their song so it's that emotional connection where people are like I mean people have I don't know, couldn't even tell you how many people have slander tattoos. People get married. Literally, I get an email before every festival. At least one couple emails me and says, can we get married during Love Again? Which is like their big song. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, I had a kid on stage in San Francisco like rolling balls on ecstasy like with his like sweat dripping off his body with his shirt off. He got down on one knee and proposed to his girl <laughs> right there. Yeah. You know, planned the whole thing out in advance and stuff like that. And, you know, people from the military uh, message us like, yo, your music got me through Afghanistan. Like, will you send us an, uh, you know, a, a slander flag autographed? And then they like take a photo of it with the whole, you know, the eight guys in their battalion or whatever. So right. it's just like that emotional connection. And then Joyride is like, you know, he kind of did what Nightmare did, but two years later in a different, you know, a houseier hip hop influence aspect of that. And we've only, I've, I haven't even really seen anyone like, I've seen people try to duplicate it, but not even come really close. And that's kind of why Joyride has been underground for a little while because he's like, all right, cool. Got to do that again. And that's where he got his stri street cred. I mean, Swedish House Mafia, Diplo, you know, he's got a song coming out with Skrillex. These guys, these guys are all trying to figure out what his sauce is you know but uh but but he's got a he's got a vision diplo got a little clout chaser in him i like diplo and you don't have to comment i don't want to get you in trouble i know you're connected out there i like i can, I like I can say that type too. of shit i like diplo but everything that happens he's in somebody's comments or commenting on it he's no a, matter what it is from six nine to whoever the, Diplo got a little clout chaser. Did you ever see the Viceland show that they made? Pretty much just making fun of him. No, yeah, Dude, Viceland had a whole show. Yeah, yeah, but he was involved yeah. in it. But yeah, they had James Vanderbeek uh, playing Diplo for like a yeah. season or two. It didn't click. And, yeah, yeah, and he was just kind of walking around, just kind of being clueless to everything that's going on around him. He's a funny guy. He's pretty a brilliant funny. music producer. Though. No, his music yeah. is fire. I'm yeah. not. I'm not doubting that. Yeah. He somehow is all has is talking to someone about something that just popped off in the news. And he tech, you know, if you go to his, that's just the type of dude he is. And I, hey, and if you want to stay relevant and do your thing, I get that. And his music is dope. Don't get me wrong, but he somehow wiggles his way into anything that pops up that has nothing to do with dance music or diplo. Yeah. And he's always in there. But 
what you kind of just went through was one of the questions that Nick had was talking about just how dance music connects with people. What's it's just a culture thing. Yeah. People feel there's there's two festivals that I've been to. I've never been to like EDC or anything, but I've been to a festival where the main focus was dance music. And there's just like a togetherness where everyone is kind of like, I don't know. It's like a love thing, Peace, I guess. love, but, unity, respect. Yeah, That's yeah. the theme of dance music. Yeah. So you don't hear Peter Katz going to the hip hop shows going, yo, yo. Peace, love, <laughs> unity, no, fact. and respect. Like a Black Eyed yeah, Peas show yeah, or some like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel that, um, and obviously that's that's present in the festivals and everything like that, though. Do you feel like even that's becoming commercialized, though? Or do you still feel that that's the genuine feeling among the music? Nah, because everybody's high as hell, bro. Shit's genuine. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to be You can't commercialize the, 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 the serotonin being injected into your brain you're right, gonna be happy you can commercial. you're gonna be smiling and <laughs> gonna love your brother and your sister <laughs> as more and more of these festivals pop up though right yeah. you feel that some of these are a little bit cornier than the others right in the sense that they're really trying to recreate that vibe because they know that's what people want to see as opposed to something that's more genuine more no, you organic. can't create you can't create that vibe you can't you can't uh manufacture the feeling between humans you can add more fireballs add more co2 add more laser beams you cannot manufacture that feeling. That feeling is going to be natural whether or not, you know, you're in a warehouse that's all black with just gigantic speakers or you're at Lollapalooza at Perry stage and they're shooting fireballs in the air at 30. And it's not all like drug related either. Right. Like there's sober people who also feel that, but that's because that's the theme, you know, and there's not, there's no negativity via lyrics, you know, to, 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 to take away from it. So it's just a very uplifting, positive yeah. experience. You know, yes. you listen to a Tantasian song, you might be in a great mood, but it's like, it's oh man, it's start, anger. start thinking yeah. it might, or, yeah. or it's sadness it's or it's suicide or, like or whatever, that. which makes yeah. people feel too, but that negative and that maybe it's just like stuff you have to feel, but it doesn't enter dance music as, as much because it's all just about the beats, you know, at the end of the day. And that kind of adds to my original question, which I posed to Sean was just that, uh, you know, the, the difference with the dance music I feel is you guys don't necessarily rely on some of the traditional means of success for music, such as album sales things like that, right? It doesn't really rely on being on the charts. It doesn't really rely on having these huge singles that you hear on the radio and all the time. It's all about the festivals, the outside stuff. Like, talk a little bit about that. Well, often, t most of the time, it's not headphone music. You know, it's live music. It's music that you experience, that you feel in that live setting. So it's not going to get 50 million Spotify streams. Right. But if every single DJ at every single festival plays it, Maybe it has 750 Spotify, 750,000 Spotify streams. But when that song gets played that everybody knows because they heard it at every festival and it's the song that everybody knows because it's good and it gives you a lot of energy, then everyone has that reaction. And then that's a hit song with 1 million Spotify plays to it. And yeah, you're not making any money off 1 million Spotify right. plays. But the person who put out that song, they might be getting 50,000 for their To go sell out a show, day. right? Yeah. Yeah, right. I love it. Make sure y'all check out Nightmare, all the rest of the Prodigy artists. If you haven't checked them out, they're on all the lineups. Any big festival you're going to see, they're going to be on there. Make sure you go check them out ASAP. No Ketchup Chicago. We got the Willie Runs music industry. He's deep in it. So we got to ask him some questions. We had a really great conversation before we hopped on over here just about the music industry and entertainment. We're going to get to... The XXX article you wrote with Control Forever. It's actually, rest in peace, X, by the way. 
Um, but it's you have a really interesting situation with that because you wrote about him when he was like kind of first coming on, and it was like, yo, pay attention, like. This dude's coming. I got heat then, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's blowing up. Like, y'all better catch up. And we're going to talk about that article. And then you kind of wrote a recap of from the like, kind of the span in between your first 24 article. 24 hours after he passed yeah. away, that article yeah. came out. Was passed that, away. The and then, one? yes. The main focus of the, the original article was, can you support an artist that you don't necessarily can you support an artist without supporting the artist like can you like his music or his 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 book of music what he does his art and not support him as some of the clans with exes domestic sure. violence etc where did you net with that talk to a little bit of people about if they didn't catch the article i'm going to put it up on the youtube description so they can check that out too but where did you net with that, and what were your final thoughts on that? Can you support the artist without supporting that human being? Well, if you ask someone that question, emotional people will tell you that they can't. But those Throw this same article up for me. Yeah? The, those same people, if you ask them, "Do you like Dr. Dre?" and they go, "Well, yeah, I, I love Dr. Dre." And you go, well, you must have forgot that he bodied that female reporter on camera, punched her in the mouth. He smacked D. Barnes. Smacked her, right? But you forget about that. You know, Michael Jackson probably doing some creepy things with little boys, you know? James Brown completely, really, really beat up his wife real bad. Yeah. So all those people who are like, oh, man, I can't listen to this guy's music. He's so evil. <laughs> They probably have 10 artists that they listen to that they're just not realizing that also are awful human beings. And I think that if you censor yourself from these experiences, I'm not going to listen to Tentacion. I'm not going to listen to James Brown. I'm not going to listen to Phil Spector. Phil Spector murdered his wife. Right. Okay. One of the greatest songwriters who's ever lived. Right. And how are you going to choose who you're going to be a fan of if you really don't necessarily know so you got to research every criminal record ever and then you're censoring yourself and then it's like all right cool i'm only taking the songwriting and the experiences from the people who are very nice people you know what did we learn from you know even malcolm x was a pretty shitty person before he ended up changing the world you know this guy was a heroin addict he was a pimp you know detroit red was his name he was a street cat you know, so it's like whether or not you change in that <laughs> <laughs> Click's face. That is true, though. Let's leave brother Malcolm out of this. <laughs> Who you but I understand to... what you're saying. No, I, I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Continue. That was great. But you yeah. just cut... <laughs> no, no, facts. facts. Yeah, I, just sure. I know where you're home. going from. Exactly. You don't you don't want to censor yeah. yourself to people who had shitty experiences or created bad experiences for other human beings and censor yourself from that music. I think right now there's a lot that we can learn about from Tentacion and, and mental health and suicide by listening to that album. And, and in so much as the kids, whether or not they uh, want to accept that he's a, a bad person, he also like touched a lot of souls and, and created a lot of positivity through his music. You know, maybe in yeah, the 70s or 80s or whatever, people were like, man, I was so depressed. And I put on that James Brown record. I'm, like, good, yeah. I'm, I'm chilling now. So 
you know, and I think uh, from a lyrical standpoint, you have guys like Tentacion who are actually talking about something. James Brown might have just make, make, making you feel good in that moment. I don't think you can ever censor yourself to, to any type of music. I also don't think that you need to buy Tentacion t-shirts, you know? Right. But you could learn from him. Listen to his album one time. You just gave the kid point zero zero. You gave him less than one penny, yeah. but you learned from him. You know, don't tell anybody. You got to experience because we're in the art. we're yeah. in you know millennials. I'm offended by everything. Yeah, but you could right. at least experience that art. There's and no reason to, to censor yourself from art. How many people who are making a big deal about it, anyways, would be the people that would normally listen to that music? Is what I really want to know. I mean, I feel like a lot of times when you read these anti you know XXX articles and things like that, it's written by somebody who I don't think really even listens to hip hop like that to begin with isn't really a part of the culture and just kind of wants to hop on the issue because it's an issue you can speak on. You know what I mean? I, I kind of like what you said. I try to get the music out of it. I'm not necessarily looking into the person because if you start doing that, yeah, you're going to protest every single thing. You're not going to wear Nike because it's made in a sweatshop. You're not going to do this because of that. Yeah. So like you said, man, yeah, you kind of need to take it for what it is. It's also way too difficult living your life that way. Every time I'm trying to get a ride and the, the Lyft app is down, and you know, I'm like, cause the, cause Uber surging, but that Uber dude is a misogynistic asshole. And you're like, man, fuck it. I'm gonna walk to the airport. Yeah. You know, no, I'm going right. to use the fucking Uber app and get yeah. my ass to the airport. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't live yourself dodging those minefields for, for, for your own self-righteousness. Cause no one else gives a fuck. Like, do you think there's a line though? Is there a line for you that, that they cannot cross to where you'd be like, okay, I'm definitely, it's not as far as like using an app no, or something absolutely like not. that. There's nothing. Because that's part of you daily could, life you for could, art. You could kill, you could murder someone. Take, shout out, take K. You could murder someone. I'm still going to listen to your music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still going to listen to your music. I'm not going to go to <laughs> my aunts and uncles and be like, you got to listen to take K. He's a great guy too. You know, like, yeah, but I'm going to go experience that. Some 19 year old kid murders someone and starts talking about it in a rap song. That's some sociopathological weird no, shit he murdered like three people you know? yeah cool all right cool i want to learn about you shit just like i want to learn it's about just the columbine dude just like you know what i mean I like think where where it stops for me is i'm probably not buying like tk merch i'm probably not, you're not going gonna, to get, get the free tk shirt i'm gonna listen to it i it's just think learning 100 that's what i was mm -hmm. about to say i think there's always something you can pull out positive or negative and just feel like that dude's pain or sure. feel where he's coming from or those neighborhoods. I think you can always pull, pull something out of that. hundred percent. Like if you're telling me this, like a serial killer put out a book before he did his serial killings. Right. And then he got arrested. He got put to the, 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 the you know, he got put to death or lifetime in prison or whatever. You're telling me you're not going to read that dude's book. I'm definitely going to read that dude's book. Cause that's a crazy person. And I want to read what they put on the page. You, and there's things that we can learn in the future from that, you know? Well, like you said, we're in an overreaction culture and you can't get caught up in the hype. Completely. Any comments on the XXX is the Generation Z's Tupac? Because I believe that. I, I, I was on your end on that. It, was, it, was, it just lined up too perfectly. He, he impacted tons and tons of people. His music went through the roof after he died. It was a very, he had a very emotional connection with the young folks like Tupac did. And he died suddenly and early. Like the Boom. parallels were so lined up. I don't, I'm not going to say he was as talented as Tupac, but to some of these guys, he connected in that way. So it's hard not to say 
he's not as talented to those guys' generation. He definitely did to the kids. I think anytime it's just like when you compare someone to Michael Jordan, though, whenever you bring up some of these these names that you can't compare anybody to, wait, hold a on. A lot of before, people's reactions instantly. No, know. no, no. Before you do that, if you want to make the Michael Jordan LBJ uh, comparison, just put it in the t- context of the title of the article. Okay, LeBron James is this generation's Michael Jordan. Hundred yeah. percent, right? But it's just once you bring up. I'm that not name, saying I wasn't saying in the article, which a lot of people read it so fast and just reacted that Tentacion is Tupac. No, that's not what it is. And I saw that in the divide on the comments. The article went viral, thousands of comments on it. Everybody over the age of 23, 22, 23, 24 is like, whoever wrote this article is a fucking moron. Everyone under the age of twenty two was like, man, wow. I'll never forget this guy. Before I wrote the article, we're like, yeah, I resonated because I'm going to listen to 17 in 10 years. And I personally listen to 17 it's a good in, album. in 10 good years. Album, yeah. You know, and you had kids coming to camping out at the place that he died for three weeks. There was a riot in the streets of Los Angeles. The guys from South Florida. They had a riot on Melrose. The, the, guys, from the, South, that's a, the guys from South Florida, there was a riot right, in L.A. In LA. Yeah. Tupac right. didn't have a riot when he passed away. Right. So there was obviously this emotional connection. And you talk, you know, he's got songs of, that are just really nasty and vile. So the old folks, like I like to call old folks, anyone over 24 years old, yeah. the old heads were like, ah, oh, this guy, he, 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 he does all this bullshit and blah, blah, blah. Well, don't forget, Tupac most likely wrongfully accused, but did nine months in... In uh in in prison for you know running a train on a girl in a hotel room who said that she didn't want to be there, and he went to he went to prison for that. You know, Tentacion, his case got dropped. They did make it very clear that he dropped it got dropped because he was deceased. But I'll tell you one insider thing that kind of put brought a tear to my eye. I was I was in a whipped cream we just signed to um United Talent Agency. Shout out Caroline, very proud of you. Yeah. But before that, we took meetings with paradigm william morris um control uh, caa blah 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 and i won't say which one of those but one of those agencies was going to uh bring on tentacion when everything kind of settled down was going to be their agent one of the people that also wanted to sign whipped cream and he told me that and this was we had the meeting three the interview three days after he died and he told me that um the girl was never pregnant she he was counter suing her for libel and uh uh, basically uh, an extortion, excuse me, like she was extor- ex- extorting him. Yeah. And then if you read her quotes after he died, she was basically like the most torn up person, like out of everything. Dude, she changed her Instagram name to liar. That is her Instagram name. I follow her Instagram name is liar. Right. After he died, she changed her Instagram name to liar. Wow. And I'm not saying one thing or another, but you can look it up. Look up liar on Instagram. That's her. Yeah. Um. Very, so, yeah. very strange. Real strange. But look. When you wrote that article, right, specifically that headline, you knew it was going to be provocative, right? Okay, the, well, the, the, I wrote the headline. Then they changed the headline when it came out to Generation Triple X. And I was like, nah, change that shit back. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. But you knew it was going to be And they grab changed it right? back. Yeah, that, the headline that I wrote. And you knew it was going to be Look, you see the, that, you see the link that says, like, Generation Triple X on yeah. the. That's yeah. what it was originally called. Yeah. And I was like, before you post it anywhere, change that shit back. Trust me. Of course. And the editor was like, "No, people are going to be upset about that." And I was right. like, "That's the point, though, right? So you want a reaction." Exactly. How many people probably commented. <laughs> yeah. You know how many people probably commented before didn't even read the article, Everybody. just saw the headline, and were like, "Oh, fuck this." Eighty-five. I don't care what you have to say. Eighty-five percent of people easily. Right. I mean, easily. his 
Willie's Instagram caption when he posted the picture with the link in his bio was, please read, read this. And, yeah. Please read till the end before commenting. Yeah. Like, that was all he said. Of course, and that's no not going to happen, though. No People way. see that, they're like, oh, hell no, this dude's crazy. Yeah. 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 So let's switch over because the conversation we had before we hopped on was great. Let's talk about 6 9 I would love to. You said you were thinking about or could potentially still be coming out with an article about 6 yeah. 9 Give me your thoughts. He seems to – he knows how to get people's attention. He knows exactly what he's doing. Give me your thoughts on him. How about this? His music. I'll, yeah, I'll, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what my, my article was going to be, and then I'll tell you why I stopped writing it. All okay, right? Because it will put everything into perspective. So I was going to write an article – Somewhere along the hypothesis or byline of 6ix9ine is a marketing genius and his music is amazing, right? So I started researching all the marketing stunts that he pulls between, you know, beef Flying with Trippy Chicago. Red, beef with Chief Keef, going to, down to O Block with, yep. with the ops with him. Allegedly. With yeah. the, no, I saw no he, he was there. there. All the, we know he was all there. The, all, no, no, when no. Was all the Chicago boys on my timeline that we know he from that there. area. No, he was, that's O Block. We, yeah, yeah we, I, saw yeah, of course. Him, I saw him on my personal Facebook. When, so. when, was, he, when was he there? At he 3 o'clock in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He anyway. was there, though. He was there. No, that's a real picture of O Block. Yeah, that's Parkway. Anyway. So, so, I, so I, I was writing all these things and, and, you know, him going on live and, and then it was, and then it was Vic Mensa three days before his new single metaphysical comes out. And he's like, man, I'll beat six, nine ass if he, yeah. and then we like the, the song that. comes out the next day and he was like, nah, man, I'll beat him in street fighter. Like, shut the fuck up, yeah. Vic. Like, Vic was little, just, yeah, he, yeah. he, he backpedaled on it. Yeah. Right. But it was a marketing stunt. Yeah. So not only is six, nine, such a marketing genius that he's making his songs bigger than everyone else's songs. Cats are piggybacking off his marketability, and now part of my album rollout is, all right, man, how are we going to stir up 6 9 That's clout all the way. So anyway, I started detailing all these incidences, and then 6 9 got his ass whooped and his chain taken in Brooklyn in front of his house. In his house. Right? And then... Uh, got and uh, never got, got the chains back. Then, in, like nothing ever came back. He, he never he got any made of his new shit chains. Back. He yeah. went and got. He bought some new ones right. in his but, own yeah. city. So yeah. then, there's the story. The, the, some of these stories are like from people who were there, not like things I read on the internet. Then, for his showcase, this is actually before that. Then, in his showcase in at um uh, in Austin for uh, South by Southwest, uh, Jay Prince Jr. goes on stage. During one six nine is about to perform, and they all got Uzis in their belts. Everybody strapped up, and he didn't show up to his thing. And then he posted a video which he had taken four hours earlier on Sixth Street, being like, "Y'all know about Sixth Street, right?" Yeah. (laughs) Inside (laughs) joke, folks. Yeah. And 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 uh, so and then they all ran out into the streets. Twenty five dudes with with strapped up, and there was like six or seven cops on horses, and they did nothing, and they. Went up and down Sixth Street looking for six nine, right? So you Jay, can't. Jay Prince is a is a real actual right actual character right. in this situation, right? Like, so, hey, don't fuck with Jay Prince. Everybody knows that. So here comes Innocent. why I stopped writing <laughs> the article is I was writing the article about these marketing genius moves, but you can't be considered a genius if you almost died twice, maybe three times, and you could get shot to death any minute. So. If you're a marketing genius, but you put your life on the line, I mean, you're not a genius to me anymore. 
I could go up to Jay Prince right now and go on my Instagram, pull a strap on him right. at the concert, it'll, it'll and be like, put it on, put it on the internet, be like, yo, I got a strap on yeah. Jay Prince right now. What's up, what? It'll you know, blow up, right? Right. They'll be like, Will Runs will have five hundred thousand Instagram followers by tomorrow, and then I'll be like, and my mixtape drops on Monday. But right. that doesn't make me a genius. So I wrote all that, and then I was like, wait, no. He's a troll with no fear. And so the article might get augmented to be like, this guy will do anything to be famous. So hopefully that's where the article will go. It's so hard to champion the guy in any sort of way, shape, or form when you experience him every day on on social media, which I do. You can champion champion him – when every song he drops and has I like 10 his, million YouTube views in, of And I like his day. music. His music is amazing. I'm sorry to say. I don't think at any point he wasn't not a troll. I mean, he's always been a troll to me. Always. I mean, yeah, it was good marketing in the sense that people were always talking about him every day. But you're right. It was stupid shit. It was anything to be famous. It was, it was kind of just right. like whatever. But he backed off real quick after he got robbed. He's no, he's, he was on he was on Instagram yesterday. He backpedaled like no, back a little Instagram bit. He's on Instagram yesterday. Yg a bitch. Yg that's a, fine. Okay, but Yg of full blown blood. So yeah, YG, and it, and distant on Sue Whoop. Uh, what 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 do you say? Uh, pink dude, I don't, blood with pink hair or some shit like that yeah. on Sue Whoop. So it's like, but he's not going to L.A. talking that shit, and he's not going to South Central talking that shit. He's not going to Compton talking that I shit. Bet I bet mean, he will. It was all trolling. I bet you he won't. I bet you he will. If you, I, I think Chief maybe keeps a lot. Four, maybe I think Chief four. keeps a lot scarier to roll up on than Y.G. is. Chief keeps not Chicago in Chicago. Cats are just harder than L.A. Cats. Period. Yeah. Nobody was mad in Chicago that he dissed Chief Keef. They were mad that he said O-Block was no block. They, Chief Keef doesn't come back to Chicago. Listen, That's a fact. Bro, yeah. Chief Keef lives Chief in North Keef cannot come. No, he doesn't. Chief Keef lives in L.A. No, yeah, no, he does. But Chief he, he cannot, live in Chicago. He, yeah, he he did. Was in the Chief Keef can't come back into yeah. Illinois. That's 100% dead for him. Yeah. He's got child support beef and he's got street beef that he doesn't. He can't face in Illinois. I, I don't doubt it. Yeah. 6 is an interesting from. character. But he continues to make songs. He has... Nicki Minaj sang Treyway on tracks. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the dude is making big, big noise. I think he needs to tone it down. I think. He might die. Almost to the point where, like, almost it's to the point now where it's like, yo, you did what you need to do. You have 11 million Instagram followers. Every song you drop, you have your following now. Yeah. Like, chill out for a second, bro. Drop some music. Keep collabing with people you fuck with. And, like, there's no need to be coming at. And it seems like he only picks the dudes that are, like, Tough guys in the industry. Right. We don't know if they're really tough, but like YG's persona is I'm a blood from from South Central. Same like, thing with he went yo, at game, you know what I mean? he went at game exactly. too. Like game. game. Yeah. Like he's not. He's only going at like the dudes that are gonna need to defend their yeah. their their. Let me persona. tell you right now, the two scariest clicks I ever been around in the music industry ever is YG and Lupe Fiasco's click. Yeah, Lupe. Yeah, well, yeah. Far far and away. Lupe got Lupe, the smoke oh, with bro, it? you don't know about Lupe? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh man. He's oh, what do you say? Look you. who I attract. Yeah, a bunch of hood like Lupe's. Dog. Lupe got Lupe's the from out west. His boy Chili Chill was like one of the biggest dudes on the west side. That's why he's always talking well, about his boy I, got forty four no, years. No, yeah. no, I know, he, I know he's from the west side. No, like, those Lupe. are his people, but I didn't know he was. YG yeah. is a full fledged gangster all yeah. the way. That's Everyone he rolls around with, everything. He actually has a white manager who is real straight edge. But like, I mean, I've been on private jets with the dude and like his whole clique and like. These are not niggas you I'm not with. really trying to talk to anybody. I was yeah. talking to YG. That was it. But I didn't want to talk to anybody in this clique. Not once. 
I've heard I've heard that about Lupe. Obviously, yeah, YG gives all that persona. But I heard Lupe. No, is YG is that. YG yeah, is that. I don't fuck you. with Lupe and his people. Like Lupe is on some other shit. Not him true. personally, but like, yeah, he's with them people. Shout out Lupe, man. I wish yeah. he would come out with some more food and liquor type shit. He, he's he, done. he, he didn't he's want to done. fuck with the industry no uh, more, bro. Yeah, he so fucked him up. Yeah, he's, he's so, so over the situation. He's so over the whole so thing. So over the situation. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. nah, he's not rocking with the whole social media I, shit. He's, he's probably got some bread. He's cool. He's like, I don't need this shit. I don't need the major label bullshit. I don't he's need chill. people telling me what to do. Yeah. I'm not tap dancing for nobody out here. Like, yeah, let me skateboard and have this money and I'm fine. Right. Before we jump over to the Bears, because I know we're going to talk about that for a minute. We better. Let's talk about this ghostwriting thing. And I thought it was really interesting, the comment you made, that people, all these people on the internet, when they hear ghostwriter and you hear, I don't rock with so-and-so because they don't write their own shit. You said, if you got around some industry cats, they would clown you out of the room. 100%. Yeah, because at the end of the day... An artist project is not a songwriter project, okay? You want to look at Madonna. You want to look at Michael Jackson. You want to look at Kanye West. You want to look at DJ Khaled. You want to talk about Beyonce. Justin Bieber, yeah. You want to talk about Jay-Z. You want to talk about Justin Bieber. You want to talk about, you know, not not J. Cole, not Beck, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right? Yeah. And the list kind of gets real low after that. So you're talking about out of the, like, you know, <laughs> thousands of people who write platinum records and you can narrow it down to a dozen that only write their own shit. You go to Beck's album, you would he won a Grammy on in 2016 or whatever. Didn't he play every instrument on that album? Yeah, he played like every single instrument on the right. shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, you have an artist, you know He's never gonna lose that that album of the year talk. Nah, that was yeah. Like, yeah, I did this album for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But as an artist your job is to create the best project, not to write the best project. All right, I locked myself in a room. I made this. No. In so much as people give you 10 verses or 10 melodies or whatever, and you go, I want that one on my album. I want that one on my album. And those eight suck. And they send you 40 more and you go, only that one works. The other 39 suck. Someone else sends you you know, 100 more and you go, all right, I want those two. And this is all cohesive and this is a project. Being an artist is just about expressing your taste onto the world, the, the listeners of the world. Kanye West is not making beats. Kanye West is getting sent 1,500 beats and picking out the best 30, making songs on the best 30, and then turning that into the best eight songs. He's, he's producing some, some physically producing some beats, though. As I'm sure he is. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Not like he used to, though, right? Right, but we're, no one's... As an artist project, if someone goes, oh, know man. I Kanye's the best. I get what you're saying. I don't know if yeah. Kanye's I've heard Kanye is man. like the, the ultimate example of that. That's what he's so good at is picking out like the right shit. He, shit. No, but like even even to the point where he's not really writing this shit, but he picks out the shit that sounds the best for him. He puts it all together. He brings everybody into the room and that's that's kind of his talent is is the best the composer. The best artists are the best executive producers, period. You don't have to touch anything. Oh, Janet can sing her ass off. Jim could rap. Put them together. They're my favorite of the two. Okay, Jim, yeah, I'm going to take your lyrics, Jim. All right, Janet, Beyonce is going to sing your verse now. All right, cool. Rick Rubin sent me this loop, but I need whoever to write the drums on it. Okay, cool. I just took eight different parts and I put them together and I didn't yeah. write anything. I didn't touch a keyboard. I didn't touch an Ableton and I just made, you know, touch the sky that's or whatever. A, right. That's such an interesting way to think about it because I didn't think about it until you said that. 
And we were actually having a conversation the other day, me, Quick, and Colin, and other people I was having a conversation with about Astroworld. And I'm like, can this be the rap album of the year if he has 150 fucking features on it? And now when I think about it in that way, he literally molded this Astroworld and brought this Astroworld yeah. to life. Yeah. And, and put together an amazing album. It can't even be album. close to the album of the year. It has two hit songs on it, and one of them came out before. You're nuts. You're Just, nuts. We'll see. <laughs> You're nuts. That's that's the al- that's easily a top two album of the year in hip hop. No doubt. It wasn't even the best album that came out that day. YG's album was better. No, it's not. Get out of here. YG's album got four hits on it. To me, when you're at that level, just another thing. When for me and for everyone in the music industry, when you get to that level, we don't give a fuck what your album sounds like. How many hits you got? Period. That's it. Okay, but no, from, that's not true. Yeah. I don't agree with that. All right, you gotta the, have a if you, gotta if you have can good run music, your shit yeah. front to back and it's strong as fuck. I don't. I I think and his whole purpose on Astro World was he he like chopped like one track has three different sounds on it. He's not. It like, was cool, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he he. You, are you talking about like a radio smash? Is that what you mean? I'm talking about it. I don't care if they play it on the radio or not. I'm talking, talking about, about 500 period. million so, Spotify so, streams. Everybody so listen to it over and over and over. I got to listen to the song. Like 50, my feelings every type. single yeah, person. Like I got to listen to this song 15 times in a row because it's the greatest song ever. So we're talking about you want to call album of the year. Okay. It's got to be the best music to me. Sorry. And if and if you don't have songs that are getting rinsed, every single person who listens to got to listen to that song 10 times. There's like three or four songs on the YG album that are like that, and there's only uh, Stargazing and Butterfly Effect on Astroworld. So by that logic, what? then... Sicko mode is crazy. Even that slow coffee bean on the outro is nuts. I that album cool. is fire. The rest of the crew is fire. Yeah. But so by that logic, then I don't like J. Cole, but you're basically saying that J. Cole's albums are all trash because he doesn't really write. Like no. His last album didn't have a whole bunch of radio go look hits at the, on it. Go look at the streams, though. They have a, he has a million records with 500 million streams. Because people fuck with J. Cole. Yeah. But it's not like you're going to hear this in the club. You're not going to, I mean. J. Cole's going to have more streams on, on uh, KOD than uh, Travis will have. Actually, I don't know about that. That's not true. Nah, Travis got what a tra- cr- man, crazy that's not tr- That's not true that at all. That album is so hard. Yeah. Y'all, you're wild with that. Um, YG's album was better. I fuck with YG. YG's first album was one of the most underrated like albums I've heard in a while. I don't know if it was that. YG's album's not fucking with Astroworld. Astro World wasn't something that I'm gonna go listen to ten times in a row. The NBA Young Boy album is better than Astro World. Sorry, <laughs> yo, NBA Young Boy's NBA album, Young is Boy's hard. album is so fire. is we'll, Gunner. We we'll talking about all this that. Other NBA day. Young Boy has like, <coughs> I mean, all right. smashes. Yeah, Dude. we'll we'll put me onto that NBA Young Boy. That shit is fire. That, so the far. little baby album is here. better than NBA Young Boy. Though. I mean, here we go. No, These it's not. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can go down that. It's okay, crazy, though. Crazy, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was. I wanted to talk about that because I thought that was interesting. That, like, dude, like you said, the biggest, most talented cat is the guy that doesn't touch everything but can put it all together. Well, hear about here, think about it this way, right? If you're talking, when producers make a song, they're trying to recreate something that they're hearing in their ear, right, in their their mind's ear, right. And if you don't have the technical skills to create what's in your mind's ear, you can't really put the song on paper, essentially on digital paper that you that you're trying to like express, right? Well, if that song's in your head, and then I grab my homie Sean on the keys, and I grab my homie Nick on the drums, and I grab Janet Damn, singing singing the hook or whatever, <laughs> and then between those four talented people, myself included, and it becomes 
this amazing song that originated in my mind's ear that I used other talented people to create because I didn't write that song or produce that whole song. Should I be discredited even though that was the song that was in my brain? No, it's a good point. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very... It, it it's, takes talent to put some stuff together and be, right. and be able to know when someone should be here and someone should be there. No, no doubt. Right. No catch-up Chicago. Let's jump over to the Bears. Bears. Runzel's a Chicago guy. That's why he's on the show in the first place. Let's talk about the Bears in general. Let's talk about excitement level because I think like you and Nick, we're all dumb excited and we haven't been this excited in a minute. We're still going to go 8-8, eight and eight, but I'm excited. Yeah, 8, wow. See, he thinks we're going to win four yeah, games. Yeah, so again, we were talking. Seven, yeah, seven today, games. today I was listening again, you know, the over-under for the Bears season is at 6.5. I'm, I'm going to pound the under. Um, And again, I'm not going to root against the Bears. They win more than six, seven games for me. Fine, that's great. I don't know where y'all are getting eight wins from. I don't know what schedule I you looked them out. at. Me and Sean actually counted them out. Well, can we do this now? Yeah, I mean, like it. we talked about this last time. We I'll didn't have it up. Let's talk. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the twelve losses I see. Maybe six and ten. I don't know where you guys think all this progress is going to come from. I'm first off. You're putting a lot first on Trubisky. Of all, the Packers. A, the pa- I'm gonna put this on wax, and I've been saying this shit. The Packers are not going to be that good. That's fine. They beat us every like, year. The Packers are not going to be that good. Everyone like this whole Yo. like. 11 and hey. 5 shit because A Rod's back. I don't I, like A Rod's the best quarterback. What I've does ever that have to do with the Bears? What, oh, we just don't. We don't we, play them twice. I don't know. We won year. one division game we in the last two wait, years. Wait, we're we one in set. We're one in set. I'm does sorry. It have to do with the Bears. We play them twice a year. What are you talking about? We've won one divisional That's game in the last what, two what years. So we're so we're gonna beat them. We have a shot to beat the Packers. Get the yes, fuck out absolutely. Of here. You're out of your mind. And the line, if you a hey, free you're, cheese, you're out of your mind. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna start doing a segment called free cheese. By the way, if you want to make some money, I'm take the make, out of your mind. Points, I don't think we could beat the Packers. Yeah, take you're the out of points, your mind. Take the points in Green Bay. Where? It's like nine points. That's, week one, they're gonna I'm be not, whack. We're not we're ready. Not talking week about the one. spread right now. We're talking Sean, about we're not gonna be losses. ready. Week one. Yeah, our Get offense out of here. is too you're, complex you're, to install. You're sick. We're gonna take an L week one for sure. Pull this up. The only sure thing on the football field is Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm going with. Dude, and if I would have asked you how many wins the Rams had last year, you would have said four. What I would have said Eagles one last year. The this Eagles were supposed okay, to be trash. So, but that is a, that is an outlier performance. The, the Jared Goff and, transformation why, in why, one year doesn't could, happen all the time. Why couldn't we have an outlier performance when our defense is going to be nails? We're going to be hitting boys in the mouth. We'll be the seventh Who, best defense. Who's our outside world. linebacker? What are you talking about, Roquan? Who? No, Roquan's inside. But no, he's outside. He's linebacker. outside. What? Roquan 43. Smith is an inside he's linebacker. He's six foot he's one, two thirty. He's not. He's, out, he's, he's outside, outside linebacker. linebacker bro. Roquan outside Smith linebacker. played inside at Georgia. No, he played the outside. He's he was outside taking linebacker. Nick Quietowski's job, who's inside linebacker. And you're telling me he's going to be all Danny out? Trevathan's Danny the middle Trevathan's linebacker. Hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's you need to chill. Chill. Too much. Hey, that. All right. Okay. Look. 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 Okay. Look. Let's just before. All right. I don't even know. I'm on this trash ass show. Sam. <laughs> is the starter uh, offensive linebacker? Okay, offensive uh, I, I mean, uh, off, um, outside outside linebacker. You guys, y'all got me all riled up. You got you got uh, Lloyd on the other side, and then you have Quiet Towski and Trevathan as your four linebackers. Okay, look it up on the Bears website right now. Roquan will be replacing Quit Nick is his name. If we're running as four, in, if, if, inside when linebacker. When we run four backers, he'll be in there with Danny Trevathan. Yeah, and then when we run middle. a nickel, it'll be Akiem and Eddie Goldman uh, so down, and saying, it'll still be so four. So you're saying in a 43, he's our middle linebacker, so Trevathan doesn't no. play? 
No, there is it, no four three. It's yeah. a three four defense. Yeah, what are you that's talking true. about? That's true. He, I mean, he's right there. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Roquan will never play outside linebacker at all. Even well, in the nickel and dime packages, he's an inside linebacker. He's an outside backer at Georgia, bro. No, he was not. He called yeah, he the plays. He was he an outside. He was okay. outside. Can we just get drafted? a fact check? He was. Yeah. yeah let's get a fact check. Smith. Yeah. What position does Roquan Dude, why don't Smith you just play? search the depth chart for the Georgia Bulldogs in 2017? It will say ILB. He's an outside linebacker, bro. All right. <laughs> I'll bet you Buffalo Joe's. He, he's right, a he's an outside he's a, linebacker. That's, that's cool. A, that's a dumb Georgia Bulls. You should call that one cheese on your cheese segment right there. Roquan Smith. Either way. So we have no shot in beating Green Bay in Green Bay. Zero. This is zero percent. We're gonna we're gonna go in there and lose by twenty five points. Yeah, we have zero chance. No, nah. zero chance. Not a, not a chance. I'm gonna lose by where, five. I, look, yo, I'm excited about the Bears too. I don't know where this like oh two four seven got him on a, as an inside linebacker. You're I-L-B. not gonna find him in, out, as an outside linebacker anywhere uh, on the Georgia, internet. Ever. He was an outside backer. No, he wasn't. He was too short. All right, whatever. Either oh. way, he's a monster. Look it up. No, just to ser- no, search. No, we're not. Because we're, we're going to be here. You can we're, edit this shit out, right? No, we're not editing this, this shit out. Oh, all right, well. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Packers are week yeah, one. Pull that back up. Packers are week one. Loss. Okay. I think we're going to lose that game. In a primetime game, loss. I think it's very close. It's an L. It's a major L. Seahawks, we hey, we get That's at home. A w. We we fuck around and Seahawks are trash hey, this we, year. We we fuck around and mash the Seahawks. Yeah, lost. That's a W. They're terrible wow. this Owen year. Two. You're nuts. Zero and two. All right. Yeah. At no. Cardinals, that's a win. Zero and three. They're going to be at no. Cardinals. They're shit. Teams go over there and lose mm-hmm. all the fucking time. Nah, two Dude, and they one. have a great they're, defense. They're garbage. Garbage. Lost. Two and they're one. Garbage. We're two and one. Zero and three. At home against the Bucks is a that's route. a win. That's our first win. We're three and one. Yo, at Dolphins, we fuck around. Be five and one. Oh, wow. After after six weeks, it's very possible, dog. Wait, how the rest of the season goes? Keep counting them out, though. At home against the Patriots is a loss. A, a I loss. still think that's a close game. Five I'm, and two, dude. This is let, let me let me explain. Let me give you some background on like why. I feel Look, like I'm this. seeing nine, seven losses in a row next. So <laughs> let, let's go go to so then we beat the Jets and we're five or five or we're six and two. Then we lose to the Bills. Six and two through eight games. Wait, where are we? Wait, where are we losing? Where are we losing to the Bills ever? The Bills are so bad. They were decent last year. Didn't they make the playoffs, they the playoffs last year? Last year. They, but they, dude, they punted the, the rest of their players. They got rid of Tyrod. Yo, shout they're, out Tyrod they're, they're resetting. Knocks. All right. That's, that's a loss, too. So, so what's that, seven and three? What now? are we? You talk about these yeah. teams being trash like we're not trash. How many games have we won over the last three years? Our defense is going to be – hey, listen how, to me. How, how many games have we won over the last three years? It's a new, completely new team, bro. Yeah. We spent Nine? like $70 million in free agency. Great. Our new defense is going to be ridiculous. New- and Nagy's going to put, it's going to be the, we're going to be the baby chiefs out there. We're going to be Hopefully. running, a, it's going to be a bunch of really easy shit for Trubisky to drop off. It's going to be a ton of gimmicky shit. We're going to move the rock. He, and Trubisky's going to be moving on his feet. He's going to be doing bootlegs. Hey. We're going to be a solid football team. I'm telling you. Bears excitement cannot turn into all this Bears. No, let's go through it. Finish it off. Go Might ahead. Might as well finish it off. I'll keep going. Patriots lost. Home against the Jets. Win. At Bills. Toss up. Home against the Lions. Lost. L. Home against the Vikings. L. Lost. At Lions. L. Lost. At the Giants. Win. Lost. No. Why why the Giants are trash. Yeah, we might beat the Giants. We beat the Giants. What? At, uh, home against the Rams. Rams. We're, lo- we're losing the last four games of the year. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
Who we're, knows? We're losing five Home of our last. We're losing. Loss. We're losing seven of our last eight games. At the games. 49ers, we know what happens From when we go over there. From week ten to week seventeen, we, we're only hey, going to beat the we Giants. We know what happens when we go to San Fran. We get spanked. See, Jimmy Jimmy G got a blowjob from a porn star, bro. He's gonna at, be lights out this year. <laughs> at, at Minnesota lost. Look, I got I got five wins, fellas. I will bet you anything you want. We win more than five. Man. <laughs> no, because I mean, if the Take over the under is at six and a half, I'm not gonna fucking give you an extra game and a half. But that should tell you. That should tell you something. They got us at six and a half. No, they got. Oh, they got fucking super optimistic Bears fans who are in Vegas pounding that going no, over because they're reading all these preseason fluff pieces about how great the offense is gonna. Come on, man. Tribune. Tribune is not writing fluff pieces. Sometimes is. I need, to see, it. Is, I need but the to see it. Is not. There's a lot of ifs. We have a big if with Trubisky. I'm excited for him. I think he's going to do well. The, the, but if look, you're look. telling me that you're expecting a Jared Goff-type leap out of Trubisky, I will bet you against that 100 times out of 100 because it's just not Why? normal. Because it's just not normal. Is, is Jared Goff a, a light, light years ahead of a better quarterback than no, Trubisky? No, not necessarily. So then, so then wh- why not? Because it's not a regular thing to expect. No, well, you know what happened in St. Louis. A new, t- a new regime came in. A new in, offense in LA, came in. Yeah, yeah in LA. I got rid of Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we got rid of John Fox. Yeah, 100%. It's it's almost the fuck. It's all, You know what? It's almost identical. Yeah, and that was the article that was written in the, the – did you read that article? No, I didn't read Ringer? that yeah. article. That was the article. Are the Bears do, copying the, Saint, the, uh, the L.A. model? Yes, we are. But I'm just saying you cannot expect – the Rams went from the worst offense in the NFL to, like, the best in one year. That is not normal. Facts. It's yeah. not normal. It's we're gonna get more than five wins. So if you want to bet on it, I mean, you want to bet with the trends. The trends and, with and, that's not gonna and happen. This, and this whole Lions at home loss, they're light years. I mean, you didn't even think about it. Yeah, the, the Lions are just gonna come yeah. in and smash. Hundred percent. We're not that's, gonna beat that yo, team. That's at home. bullshit. That's crazy. So we don't want to. We don't want a division game this year. I'm. I maybe not. Maybe not or no. Because, one, because, I, I because, one. because we don't. The not, only one we would win not, is the Lions at home. Yeah. That because would be we're it. not beating Minnesota. Yeah. No. I think we can get we can beat Green Bay and we can beat Detroit. the the beat Green Bay talk is 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 blasphemous almost at this point. It's ridiculous. They have, they have no corners. Their defense they, is they got some. They have they Aaron got some fucking Rodgers. They they got some they rookie corners. Two, they got some yeah, rookie corners. At the end of the day, pick the best player on the field. If that man happens to play quarterback, that's the team I'm rocking with in that game. I am okay. sorry. Uh, You've seen Aaron Rodgers make make turn shit into fucking gold. Every single year. And, yo, though, as good as the Bears' defense is, just like we were going through their 3-4, they have one edge rusher on the whole team. Yeah. Literally. Sam, Leonard Floyd? Sam Acho. Oh, yeah, and, yeah and 30-year-old Floyd. Sam Acho, who's our other starter, he's like a lifetime second stringer who used to play inside well, linebacker. We got, Akeem, we got Akeem Hicks, too. Yeah. yeah, but he's he's not he you know he's a pass rusher, but he's a he's a three four D end. He's a three hundred pound guy whose first main focus is to stop the run, and then it's to Leonard to Floyd. Rush the Leonard passer. Floyd is the big is the big X factor on defense. If he turns into a premier pass rusher, all right. But if you something. but the thing but is, you talk about you know whatever, dude. Rodgers, what doesn't Rodgers do? He does not turn the ball over. So you're he's not going to make you. You're not. He's not going to pay for mistakes because he does not make them. The Bears need a mistake. That guy's not going to give if you. If we one. if we get one, if we get one, not, it's not going to happen this year. But we are one pass rusher away, plus Mitchell Trubisky developing from being a playoff team. That's it. That's a perfect transition into what I heard. I was listening to Waddy and uh, Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. They were talking about the whole Roquan situation. We'll get your thoughts on that in a second before we get out of here. They were talking. Would you give up Roquan and a one for Khalil Mack? No. No. Just because of the one? Yes. 
Well, I give gotta, him a two. Then you got to sign Khalil Mack to a massive that, ass deal. That's the other. That's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, I so, give him a two. We have we have the sixth most cap space in the league right now. We're Khalil twenty-seven Mack mil. Is a He's a monster, changer. but not another number one. Not in the again. It's a just one like in the NFL is like Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like we talked about when the Trubisky trade happened. Remember, my whole thing is when you're not a good football team, you need depth. You need players. You can't necessarily make yeah. two for one type deals. You can't. It doesn't matter. We're one year away anyway, so you don't make that trade. You go hope Kylie fits. Uh, who's looking very good right now develops into a great outside linebacker and just your man your whole like roquan smith is the outside you realize he's six foot one 230 he was still on this he played outside yeah he lance played. briggs was 260 I, I, I don't care about how big he is that yeah, boy is an animal yeah he's a, he's a roquan right a but beast. he was also six one and that's why he played four three look to be an outside linebacker in the nfl you have to be uh, six four and above and 250 above he played outside of georgia that, i mean that's there's no there's no discussion that he played outside in georgia. talk to me about where you land in the situation on is it roquan's fault that he's not signed or is it the bears fault uh, it's always the the player's fault because they can they can give it up. I mean, it's not like whose fault it is. They're they're at a stalemate, and I understand the stalemate. It's about uh, if it's always get, someone's fault, though. I would have thought that you'd be on the exact opposite of that, considering that you you, no, you the, represent look, talent, right? Look, the, so the, the, bear, the bears are the, the, the bears are the the worst team in the NFL for this. Let me just tell you a little anecdote about the Chicago Bears. The last year, uh, or maybe two years ago, uh, the McCaskies were in court trying to set a precedent for the state of Illinois so that NFL players only got uh, health insurance to the age of 40, yeah. okay? They get it through the age of 57 right now, like league-wide. Yeah. And there was some other precedent that was actually in a different uh, industry that, like, lowered that age. And the McCaskies came in and were like, yo, we need that for football, too. Like, These guys who are dying, yeah, being that broke, out. they're, you know, having brain damage. McCaskies are going in there. No, we don't want to pay health insurance past 40 years old. Yeah, Some guys idea. end up, they're done in the league at 34, 35. Oh, you got the, a, a sport that destroys your body. We're going to give you five because we're cheap. I mean, there's no so secret the Bears are a shitty their, organization. It's got to be the Bears. Yeah. They've always been a shitty organization. I mean, this is nothing right, but new. The, but, but the thing is, is that the Bears that, uh, yeah, the Bills with um, – uh, Tremaine Edmonds, I think, who has the same yeah, Bills, yeah. has the same yep. agent as Roquan. Yeah, they gave up the the helmet and the suspension money and blah blah. blah. But yeah. the Bears are saying, look, we have a precedent for this because when Trevathan got a one game suspension, we paid his ass. So we just don't want to ink this, but we'll pay you. Which I hear a lot of. Oh, it, it happens. No, they're not saying that though. They're not yeah, saying no, no, no. We're ink this and if we it's got not you. in the contract, there's yeah. no, there's no wink, wink deal. You <laughs> yeah. do contracts for a living. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. No, that needs to be in writing, bro. Yeah. Okay, but no, no. no. Hey, we'll pay you. Don't worry. Just keep out the contract. But they paid Danny T. They paid him. That's great. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're going to play Roquan S. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. It that. wouldn't be that big of a point of contention then that they would. They just put it in the contract if their intention was to pay him. I'm just saying I've signed a contract where someone says I can't put this in the right in writing, but I got your back and I trust it. Yeah, and you've seen the what was the McDonald's movie? Is that the same thing you said to them in the McDonald's movie? It's like, risky. I, I, can't, yeah. I can't put it in the contract, but I got you on your royalties, and the motherfuckers didn't make any money. Yeah, fuck yeah. that. If it's not in writing, it's not. You can't hold up in court. Hey, I'll tell you right now. If I'm Roquan, I'm doing whatever I think is right, and fuck everybody else. A hundred percent. I think he's doing that. Yeah, because the NFL is the the mo the, the 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 sport that destroys your body the most and pays you the least. And so your career is the shortest. All these guys, Julio Jones. Von Miller, yeah. yo, I need an extra two mil on my contract this year. I'm team. Go get your paper every time. Yeah, Julio All just signed. He's time. like, nah, nah. Yeah, Lance Aaron, Briggs would always do that. Lance, I, hope, I need a new contract. Bro, I, I hope just Aaron my Donald, I need a new contract. contract. I always need a new contract. I hope Aaron Donald sits out the whole season. The whole year. Whole year. The whole year.
Hope he sets up what, a whole what, What's going to happen with Le'Veon? He's going <laughs> to come and take They keep that. franchising. He's, he gonna he's not going to walk away million. from that 15 million. Takes, yeah, he's going to, he'll take that. By the end of it, he could end up like Cousins where he keeps doing these franchise deals and just making a fuck ton of money. It's just he's a running back, so you just got to hope It tops out at like 16, yeah. Running back who's already lost the season to but injury. Too. look what Kirk yeah. Cousins did. Kirk Cousins got like 70 million it's off the three franchise tag. Then picked up another 90, guaranteed. But yeah, I think Le'Veon's coming in. But the Aaron Donald situation is interesting in the fact that the longer he stays out, he loses that season of free agency, which is just going to delay it a lot more. Yeah. But like you said, he's got to dig in. He'll be back. He's got to dig in. They all, they all come back. Willie, thanks yeah. for coming through, bro. Man, I had a blast. Thank yeah, you man. So much. Of course, bro. Uh, the Bears are going to have a good ass year. Watch what I say. We're going we're to talk about it all season. And you'll be chiming in too. 100%. Go check out all the Prodigy artists, man. Willie runs at Will Runs Alone everywhere Twitter, Instagram. Links in bio on to check out all his artists. Make sure you check them out. Go listen to them. No Catch Up Chicago on Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. Check us out. For Nick the Quick, Will Runzel. I'm your host, Sean Little. No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up. <laughs>